everybody, and welcome to the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Newsom, I guess facilitator. <laughs> it is great to have you with me here this uh, this evening this, the, for this uh, Bible study about the Andy Griffith Show. Now, the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast is based on the Mayberry Bible Study that was originated by Joey Fan back in 1998. And we'll be visiting episodes of the Andy Griffith Show and exploring how the characters from that show behave. And does their behavior reflect poorly or positively from a Christian perspective on the character, the character of that person, of that character on the show? So now this is going to be a monthly podcast. So if you're trying to listen to it as we go, we'll be uh, coming up about once a month. And we'll be going through the 16 public domain episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. So because uh, we <laughs> we don't do a Christian uh, Bible study and be breaking copyright law as we go. So, <laughs> so anyway, it's great to have you with us here. Now, here's the way we do the Bible study. We're going to watch an entire episode of the Andy Griffith Show. Now, yeah, I know it's an audio podcast, so you're not watching it, but in your mind's eye, you're going to be watching. So you're going to be listening to the audio of the episode today is The Loaded Goat. That's episode number 81 of the Andy Griffith Show. It is, as I said, in public domain, so we can we should be able to use this audio and not get in any kind of trouble. And so then we're going to go after the uh, after we've listened to that, which will take about 20, 25 minutes to listen to. Then we're going to come back in and we're going to do our Bible study to see how the things we heard and saw on this episode of the Andy Griffith Show, how that can be related to our Christian walk and faith. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy it, and I know you're going to enjoy the episode of the Andy Griffith Show. Here we go. We're going to head into the Loaded Goat episode of the Andy Griffith Show, episode number 81. So here we go. The Andy Griffith Show, starring Andy Griffith, with Ronnie Howard, also starring Don Knotts. Boy, when that dynamite goes off, it makes a racket, don't it? Ah, but gentlemen, that noise is the sound of progress. Doesn't it make you proud to know that Mayberry's gonna have its own underpass? By jolly boys, those explosions are changing the face of this town. Howdy, Hodge. Sheriff. <laughs> oh, well, howdy, Mayor. Hodge walks into the barber shop with a goat. Floyd, can you take me for a haircut? Floyd ain't back there, Hodge. He's out to lunch. We're all waiting for him. Lunch? Mm hmm. You know, Floyd. Takes an hour or more. Says if he comes back to work right after eating, it all goes down to his legs. <laughs> what are you doing with that goat in here? Huh? You just don't bring a goat into a barbershop. It seems to me you'd know that. Mayor's right, Hudge. You really oughtn't to bring him inside. Why don't you leave him home, anyhow? Well, I thought he might like it. And I've been promising to bring him uptown. <laughs> well, besides, I didn't want to leave him home all by himself. All that blasting's made him awful jittery. Oh, it'll be over in another day or two. Animals wandering around all over town. I am trying to make something out of Mayberry. Why, with that new underpass, we could be a real metropolis. If some folks had just stopped turning Main Street into a farmyard, now you just march him out of here. 
Well, leave me tell you something. Folks are saying the main reason that underpass is going in is to bring the highway past your brother's fill-in station. That is a lie. That is an outright lie. May heaven strike me if that's not a lie. I see, Hudge. Yeah. Hudge takes Jimmy out on the street and ties him up to the bench outside the courthouse. Now, Jimmy, you stay. You stay right here. Look, I got me some errands to run. You stayed until I get back. That old buzzard. Maybe now you'll believe me when I try to tell you that coming uptown is no big deal. As soon as Hudge leaves, the goat begins to nibble on his ropes and unties himself. Begins walking to the courthouse doors, pushes the door open, and walks in. Barney's sitting at the courthouse desk with his feet up, and the goat walks right over to him. Barney's eyes are closed, and he opens them. What are you doing in here? in the world? Get, get out of here. Come on, get out of here. What are you doing? Come on, come on. Get out. What are you doing? Come on, get out of here. Come on, get, 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 get. <laughs> Barney has a confused look on his face. He goes back and sits down. Andy walks in the courthouse. That piece. Well, I've been working on it at night. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Any phone call? No, just old Mrs. Vickers. Every time a blast goes off, she calls asking if it's Yankee cannons coming down the road. <laughs> Sheriff's office. Yes, Miss Vickers. No, ma'am, that's just blasting on the underpass. Yes, ma'am. We're still holding on to Richmond. <laughs> I don't believe I convinced her. <laughs> Poor old soul. Yeah. Sheriff? Sheriff, he's gone. He's gone. Who's gone? Hey, Jimmy, my goat. I left him out front and told him to stay put, and when I got back, he's gone. I can't imagine where he's gone to. Well, he was in here just a minute ago. What? Jimmy was here? Well, the dog barn, he must have liked your French heart playing. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, he must be in the neighborhood somewhere. We see Jimmy walking around in an alley. He goes in an open door with a sign on it that says, Danger, keep out. Well, you go around that way, and me and Barney will check up through the alley. Well, I sure hope you don't do no damage. You know, that fool goat will eat anything he can get his teeth into. We see Jimmy in that shed eating dynamite from a box labeled dynamite, high explosives, dangerous. Now we see Otis exiting the building, coming up some stairs, carrying a bottle. And here's Andy and Barney, hides the bottle. Hey, Otis. Let's 
Yes, and maybe you can help us. Oh, I'm afraid not. Uh, what would I know about anybody selling moonshine, huh? I'm not looking for a still, Otis. Well, what with all the explosions going on, I was out getting some tranquilizer. You're not. No, we're not, Otis. Have you seen a big billy goat, gray hair with long white whiskers? Oh, no, no, I haven't seen anything like that. But I will. I will. <laughs> Opie's riding his bike. He meets Andy and Barney. Oh, son, you seen Mr. Hudgens around? Oh, Hudge must have caught him by now. Caught who? You after a crook? <laughs> no, we're looking for Mr. Hudgens' goat. Oh, I saw a goat back in the hardware store by that old shed. Oh, good. Thanks, Open Oh, bar. Jimmy's coming out of that shed eating something. Dynamite. Andy and Barney come around the corner. Just missing Jimmy. Walking toward the open door to the shed. Well, you check back at the store. I'll check the other end of the alley. Think you might have gone in this shed? I don't know. We'll take a look. Barney. Jimmy? Barney goes in the shed you door. Jimmy? It's dark in there. Barney can't see anything. the box, but he can't read what's on the box, so he lights his lighter. <laughs> he sees the words dynamite, high explosive, and he's got a lighter in his hand. He begins to tremble. He closes the lighter. Backs slowly out of the shed. Looking like he saw a ghost. He's outside, leaning against the wall. What's the matter, Barn? Something wrong? He points inside the shed, and Andy goes inside. Sees the dynamite. Comes back out. You there? He's got Jimmy's rope. That's Jimmy's rope. He's been here all right. He has? Yeah, what's more, he had lunch here. <laughs> lunch? You, you mean he ate dynamite? Fudge said he'd eat about anything, and he sure did. And you're, are you saying that... Somewhere wandering loose around Mayberry is... A loaded goat. A goat full of dynamite? What are we gonna do? Well, the main thing is to stay calm. That's right. Nothing to worry about. No sense getting in a panic. Just stay calm and cool. There he goes! <laughs> no, that's, that's just blasting on the highway. Now, remember. When we do catch up with him, easy does it. Treat him extra gentle. Jimmy's walked back around to the courthouse and opened the door again. Jimmy! Jimmy! What is the matter with you? I ain't ever gonna bring you uptown again. Oh, I hate to do this, but I am going to give you a good kick just to teach you a lesson. Hush! Don't kick the goat. Huh? 
That gold ate itself full of dynamite. Whoa. Dynamite? Yeah, one swift kick and bluey. Barney, <laughs> go up to the highway crew and bring back their blasting engineer. Maybe he can help us. Eating dynamite. Now, ain't that the way it always is? First time he comes uptown, he figures he's got to do everything. <laughs> Jimmy's now in the cell. Well, I gotta admit, Sheriff, sure a new one on me. Hey, you better keep that on. You got any idea how much dynamite's in him? Oh, probably quite a bit. He's got a very healthy appetite. Anything <laughs> you can do? Well, looks like you are doing about all you can do. The more hay he eats, the better. It could kind of cushion his insides. <clears throat> you think he could go off? Friend, I've been working with explosives for 20 years, and I've learned there's only one thing you can be sure of, and that's that there's nothing you can be sure of. Mayor Stoner well, comes into the courthouse. Good day, gentlemen. With a cigar. Barney throws it on the ground. Stop smoking! And uses a fire What's the matter with it. you? Are you crazy? That gold in there ate itself full of dynamite. Dynamite? So no smoking or open fires or radio transmission within 100 feet. Dynamite? A, a, a goat full of dynamite? Mm-hmm. And lots of it. He has always had a good appetite. <laughs> Why don't you just pick him up and just throw him out of town? No, we can't do that, Mayor. Safest thing's just not jostling. Keep him extra quiet. Yeah, one wrong move and everything goes bluey. <laughs> Is it possible I... I mean, could a, a, a goat... Bluey? Mr. Burton here says anything's possible. Oh, my. Anything more we can do? Anything. Anything at all. Well, to prevent any chain reaction, we could stop our blasting. But that'd delay the underpass. And I promised my brother it'd be finished by... <laughs> all right, all right. Stop the blasting. What would happen if the, if the goat did go off? Well, these walls are pretty thick. Most of the destructive force goes straight up. Straight up? But my office is up there. <laughs> Nothing else I can tell you, Sheriff. I'll have to be getting back. I'd better evacuate some of my important papers. <laughs> but I'll tell you what ought to be done. That animal should be destroyed immediately. How would you propose we do that? You've got a lot of guns here. Shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him. With a gun. All right. There you are, Mayor. You do it. <laughs> you do it. Oh, but I... I, I Mayor, I... when you shoot that goat, he's going to fall down, ain't he? Yes. And when he falls down, being full of dynamite, what's going to happen? Bluey. <laughs> so long, Mayor. Well, uh, well, I... Uh, surely there must be a more humane way of doing this. But in the interest of public safety, I want that goat out of here. I want him out of this town. What are you going to do, Sheriff? Jimmy didn't mean no harm. It's like I say, he, he's got a healthy appetite, that's all. <laughs> Hate to see anything happen to him. He's been like a friend to me. You better go on home, Hudge. Leave it to us. We'll try to think of something. All right. 
gonna do that. I don't know. I suspect the mayor's right, though. We got to get him out of town. I sure don't know how. We'll just have to gentle him out. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some more hay. You come on too and get some more pillows and things to pad the place. Otis comes around the corner of the outside of the courthouse, heading for the door. He's been imbibing. Otis uses his own key to unlock the courthouse door. He stumbles across the inside of the courthouse toward his cell, where Jimmy is set. Full of dynamite. Jimmy's watching Otis as he unlocks the door to the cell. Cot, rather than being on the floor, he's on the wall to try to protect people from the blast should it go off. And Otis sees the cot leaning against the wall and decides to try to lay down in it. And falls to the floor. Wow, that's a new one. First time I ever fell off a bed under the wall. Otis hasn't noticed Jimmy yet. He tries to get back in bed and falls again. What the heck was it? I think I'll just wait for the world to turn around a little more. Jimmy walks over to Otis. And Otis finally notices him. Watch out, Andy. He drops the hay. Otis, what you do? 
That's a mad goat. Jimmy shakes his head madly from side to side. Andy crawls across the room, jumps up on top of his desk. What'd you do, Otis? He's in my cell, Andy. What is this, the Middle Ages? Impounding human beings with animals? Otis, that goat's a dangerous weapon. He's full of dynamite. Huh? Yes, he ate a case of dynamite. You would have to show up today, Otis. About one loaded goat times all we can handle. Dynamite? That goat's filled with... Barney's frozen at the front door, but he crawls across the, t- the chairs onto the desk with Andy. They're both standing there on the desk. What happened? Oh, just kicked him out of the cell and he got mad. Well, why didn't somebody tell me? Why didn't somebody give me warning? Why didn't you tie something red on his tail? That way he... Oh, shut up, Otis. Just shut up. You know what'll happen if that goat butts against anything? Bluey. You know what'll happen if he butts against you with all that alcohol in you? You'll both blow up. (laughs) Otis crawls under the hay that's in his cell. What are we going to do, Andy? I don't know. Just, just easy. Easy. Just take it easy. Well, how are we going to calm him down? Look at him. He's liable to charge this desk any minute. Just, just stay calm, Barnes. Stay calm. Darn that stupid goat for coming in here in the first place. If we ever get out of this alive, I'm going to take that Cy Hudgens personally, and I'm going to hey, kick him. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have you got your French harp on you? Huh? Have you got your French harp on you? At a time like this, you want me to play the French harp? Barney, have you got your French harp on you, ain't you? Yeah. Good, good. Play. Play? Play. Are you having a spare? Barney, play. Play. Play the one you've been practicing on. Play. Good. Keep playing. Keep playing, Barney. Just keep playing. Jimmy, see there? Seems to be calming down. Andy, what are you trying to... Keep playing. He's down off the desk. He's down. Andy's approaching Jimmy. That's right. With a rope. That's good. And Barney's heading to the door of the courthouse. Now, here we go. Now start walking. And he tied the rope around Jimmy's neck. And he's going to lead him out of the courthouse. He's the first man to ever lead a loaded goat out of town. (laughs) They're out on the streets of Mayberry now. Leading Jimmy out of town. streets of Mayberry and up the hill and out of town.
back in you the courthouse. You all get that stuff together in there, Bar. Sir, get me Mr. Burton over to Blasty. I sure am glad it's over. I'll play it out. Yeah, it's probably the first time a deputy ever got chapped lips in the line of duty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Burton, Sheriff Taylor, you can start up your blasting again. Yeah, we got Jimmy staked out in a nice field way out of town. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Much obliged. Right, bye. <laughs> He's a nice fella. Might as well get this stuff out of here. Yeah. Andy and Barney are taking all the protection they'd put into Otis's cell into the back room of the courthouse. Yes. The yes, mayor and Hodge and I'll in. just stand by here in case any official calls come in while they're gone. Well, well, Andy and I sure in the back. hope nothing happens to them. Look at each other. The mayor removes his hat. I suppose that was was it could only be them. They've stopped blasting on the highway. Both men have solemn looks. Walking around in the courthouse, looking toward the courthouse door. It was them. Both of them. Their hats are over Snuffed their hearts. Snuffed out just like that. Andy and Barney appear behind them in the courthouse two door. brave, brave public servants who gave their all in the line of duty. Oh, I don't deny we had our differences. But nobody can doubt that Sheriff Andrew Taylor was a fine man. Courageous, loyal, dedicated. Little fella was nice, too. Yes. Andy Barney are listening. Deputy Fife will also go down in the annals of Mayberry history as a man of unswerving devotion to duty. Unchallenged character of the highest ideals. What more can I say? What more? Uh, well. Mayor and Hodge's eyes go big and they turn to see that part again about being loyal and courageous. Think out about my unchallenged character. you guys enjoyed that so we listened to the uh loaded goat and now we're going to talk about it as a bible study so i'm going to uh say a little quick prayer as we get started and then we'll be hearing from you guys all right so father we just want to thank you for just letting us enjoy the andy griffith show and just the enjoyment it gives to us as we uh, go through our lives it's a entertaining uh, fun and family friendly show that we can watch lord and we just want to ask that uh as we go into this Bible study, that you would just show us some things about the way the people on the show, the characters on the show, behave, and how we as Christians should behave in our lives so that we show a Christian character. So, Father, just ask that you just be with us as we go into this study. It's uh, not super depth theologically, but, Lord, I believe you can teach us about how we should live our lives. Just ask that you do that and just be with us as we go. Amen. So we've just watched the loaded goat, as I said. Now, now, Mayberry's having an underpass put in. 
We already know this, and it's requiring some blasting out the construction site. Hodge brings the goat, Jimmy, into town, just as a synopsis here of what we've already listened to. And while he was running some errands, the goat got loose and he ate some dynamite out back. Then they try to figure out, hey, how, how are we going to solve this problem? Because nobody knows what will happen with a goat full of dynamite. They finally get him, and Barney and Andy lead him out of town with a French harp. The mayor and Hodge, they hear the explosion after that, thinking that Andy and Barney blew up. And they break into a wonderful eulogy, but not knowing the whole time that there's Andy and Barney in the back room of the courthouse listening to them. So, <laughs> so uh, what do you do when you become afraid or have a problem uh, you don't know the answer to? Because we saw that in this. You know, we were afraid, uh, Barney and Andy, they were afraid that this loaded goat was going to explode on them uh, after it had eaten all the dynamite. So what, what do you do when you become afraid or you have a problem? Well, I'll tell you, what I tend to do is kind of panic to sometimes a lot of time, <laughs> you know, so I'll end up going and, uh, uh, you know, just dwelling on it and, and uh, worrying about it and, and letting it just start running up inside me. Uh, so that's really bothering me. But now how should we handle a situation like that? You know, how do we handle a situation where we don't know what to do? Well, if we look in Proverbs three, five through six, it says this, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So what should we do when we get into a situation where we're afraid? Well, we saw what Barney did. So we'll talk about that. He, he panicked. He panicked. <laughs> he goes, you know, because he said, well, yeah, it's just best not to worry about it. And then the next thing that you hear is an explosion. He goes, there he so there's barney and then he gets mad at at jimmy the goat for doing what goats do you know goats do stuff like that they just eat everything some of the folks in the chat room are saying you know i try to think of happy things to get my mind off of things that are uh, worrisome or bothering them things that scare you and and uh, amen that's exactly what we try to do and Barney, of course, he like I said, he panicked. He blamed the goat. We had the mayor. Uh, he wants to force a solution that won't work, right? So he comes in, finds out about Jimmy the goat, eating, and then he finds out he ate the dynamite. And then he starts, well, you need to get him out of town. You gotta, you gotta stop this. You gotta get get, get rid of him. And then he's wanting Andy to shoot him, and Andy gives the mayor a rifle and says, why don't you uh, do that, Mayor? Go right ahead, because what's going to happen when you shoot that goat? Well, he's going to fall over. And when he falls over, bluey. Uh, we got comments that say, I usually have to pray because that's the only comfort I get, knowing that God's in control. Hey, that is exactly right. So the mayor wanted to shoot him. Now, Andy, Andy, he remained pretty calm, right? He... Uh, he 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 didn't overreact. He he was concerned, but he didn't overreact so much. And Andy, first thing he did, now what did he do? He he wanted to get some advice. They got Jimmy locked up into the jail cell, and he wanted to get advice. Well, here's what Proverbs eleven four says. It says says wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. And then also in Proverbs fifteen twenty two says. Plans fail for lack of counsel, 
but with many advisors, they succeed. What should we do when we have problems? Uh, like I said, the question was, what do we do when we become afraid or have a problem you don't know the answer to? Well, Andy did, I think, what we are counseled there in Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but many advisors, but with many advisors, they succeed. We should go and get advice. We should find people, uh, godly counsel. We should find people that have had similar situations and know how to deal with it. One of our chat room people say, you have to be sure you're getting advice from a godly source. Amen. That's exactly right. You can't just get advice from anybody. Uh, There's a lot of people out there wanting to give us advice about all kinds of things. And a lot of that advice is definitely not godly. It is definitely of the world and is not really going to be helpful as Christians. Really, it doesn't help anybody. But as Christians, we need to make sure we don't go after that that ungodly advice it needs to be a godly person and uh you know andy was he also became creative you know in the end he led the, they led the go to town with music that was definitely something that uh you know was just came to him as he had seen that the goat came into the courthouse because barney was playing his harmonica his french harp and he liked the music so andy thought well you know if he plays the music of course barney thought he was crazy when he was going to do that uh, well, we have a person in the chat room that says he can give us ideas we need. That's right. God can. God can give us ideas of what we need to do and when we need to do them if we will listen to him and and seek advice from, from uh, godly counsel, from uh, godly people to be able to give us that advice as well. T- talking about leading the goat out of town with music, how does music you listen to affect you? This is a good question, I think. Music, I know, affects you. Uh, and I didn't used to believe it did, but I noticed when I was back in college, really, the movie Batman came out. You know, it was uh, the old Batman movie with uh, Michael Keaton. Well, I had the soundtrack for that. And what I noticed was I listened to the soundtrack of the music the da, 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 of Batman while I was driving my car. And whenever I did that, I tended to drive too fast. Because I don't know, I guess I thought my car was a Batmobile, even though it was like an Audi, Fox or something, a little bitty car. But uh, but it tended to make me drive faster. So I realized at some point there that the music I listen to really does affect my behavior, the way I think, and the way I respond to situations. A lot of people don't believe that. They listen to all kinds of heavy metal, rock music that's really got lyrics you shouldn't hear, hip-hop, same thing. As Christians, especially, we don't want to hear that uh, a lot. A lot of it, not 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 everything's bad, but sometimes that music has words and lyrics in it that really discourage good conduct. the The power of music. Let's let's see what the Bible has to say about it. You know, not not Alan, but the Bible. First Samuel sixteen twenty three says, "Whenever the spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his harp, um, his lyre. I mean, and play." Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. So that's that's First Samuel sixteen twenty three, and also Ephesians five nine says this uh, five nineteen. I'm sorry, says this, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. We see there that David with Saul. 
as he played the his lyre, it would relieve Saul. It'd make him feel better. So music, even then, would make you feel better. Folks in the chat room are saying uh, Satan can use fear as a tool against us. He certainly can. And I'm calmer when I listen to gospel music. I believe that's 100% true. If you listen to to calming music, uh, music that's uh, definitely Christian music, it's really hard when you're listening to uh, Christian music to behave in ways you know you shouldn't be behaving. So, you know, I, I do believe that music really does impact our lives a lot. And I think people don't tend to realize just how much. Well, we saw in this episode, Jimmy was impacted. He was impacted. He liked the harp and it, it calmed him down, made him uh, much, much easier to lead out of town. You know, he was all mad at Otis swinging his head from side to side, you know, rolling it around. But as soon as Barney started playing, and that song was Juanita, uh, is what he was playing on the French harp, his harmonica, Jimmy calmed down. So I believe God can use Christian music. He can use uh, hymns. He can use uh, he can use things like that to really touch our hearts and to really make us behave differently and act differently as we go throughout the day. So, does anybody got any comments on that uh, that is on the phones with us? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, I see Colin's got something he's wanting to share with us. Music makes me happy. Amen to that. Music can just make you happy. It can uh, it can list all kinds of emotions. So, Collins, thanks for sharing that with us. All right. So, uh, definitely that music can impact, impact us. So, let's go on to the next. Uh, let's see. Where are we here? Next up is what kind of reputation might they assign to you if people look at what you say and do? Ooh, that's a hard one. Hard one to think about. So what what kind of reputation might they assign to you if people look at what you say and what you do? This is the importance of a good reputation. So we're talking about at the end of the episode, if you'll remember, uh, the mayor and Hodge, they heard that explosion and, and they think Andy and Barney were blown up and leading the goat away. And they break into this wonderful eulogy you know, about how great Andy was and the little fellow was pretty good too, all of that stuff. So what, what, what does your reputation say about you? Uh, there's a, it's a very important thing to have a good reputation. And Proverbs uh, twenty eleven says, even small children are known by their actions. So is their conduct really pure and upright? So even children are known by their their actions. Also, uh, Proverbs twenty two one says, "A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold." Biblically, a good reputation is something we want to definitely strive toward. We got to work toward that because it's something that's earned over time. You can't. You can't buy a good reputation. You actually have to have uh, earned that. You have to have behaved in ways over time that people trust you in that regard. They trust your behavior. They know how you're going to behave when something goes wrong or when something's going right. And it's definitely something that you're going you're gonna to have to work toward. And it's really easy to mess that up quickly. 
definitely you want to stay in prayer with the Lord just to guide your hand to try to help you keep your reputation if you've gotten one or help you to develop one. It's not something you're going to do overnight. It's going to take time, and you're going to have to work at it. Andy Taylor had been sheriff there in Mayberry for quite a while, and Barney had been there. They developed that reputation with the people of the people there on the Andy Griffith Show. They loved Andy. They loved Barney. In the chat room, it says, if you don't act in a Christian manner, it's hard for people to believe you're a Christian. Your reputation really is important to your witness. And that is so, so true. If you go to church on Sunday and then Monday you act however you want to act and you do that throughout the week and then you throw back to, oh, well, I'm a Christian, you know, but if you're not acting like a Christian, you know, they, they don't really believe you. And that's why I'm afraid that a lot of Christians are labeled hypocrites. Now, that doesn't mean we're, as Christians, we're not going to stumble and make mistakes. Don't, don't, don't ever think that. But it's your character that you're really looking at. It's, it's whether you're intentionally messing up. Because, I mean, there's a difference between messing up and making decisions that you clearly weren't troubled by or, you know, continually make those same same problems occur same things happen i know uh it does it only takes one or two things and it takes a long time to build back if you mess up like that over time so it can all be lost this reputation we're talking about by foolish behavior what do we learn from all this so we need to know how to handle a situation when it occurs to us and what should we do we, we should remember Proverbs fifteen twenty two that says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. So we should go out and find Christian brothers and sisters that can give us advice. We should pray about it, obviously, and try to get the word directly from God. Find what the Bible says we should do. Definitely want to do that. We've got to be careful about our reputation, which we already talked about, because it's worth more than gold to us. And we need to uh, we need to be out there and being careful what we listen to, because I think those are kind of tied to some extent. If you're a Christian and you're going out and listening to certain types of music where the words are certain things, which you can judge for yourself what those might be that encourage behavior that is definitely not Christian. I believe that can damage the reputation you've been building. And we don't want that to happen. We want to be like Andy and Barney so that if something ever happens to us that we are talked about like like we're good folks. And hopefully that'll be the truth. <laughs> you know, we got to do that. Uh, in our chat room, they're saying, I have to remember not to react in a, a rash manner so that I won't disappoint people in their opinions of me as a Christian. Amen. Uh, you know, I've I've kidded about this before, and I've said it many times. The uh, a lot of people have a little fish icon on the back of their car, you know, a little emblem on there, and I'm always afraid to put one on my car because if I act rashly and behave in a way because somebody cuts me off in the car and I get mad, I don't know if that's ever happened to any of you that are listening, but if you act like that, you act upset and mad. Does that really show a very good Christian witness? I mean, you you got cut off in the car. 
that's just, it, it wasn't even a dangerous situation necessarily. It was just you got mad because the guy cut you off or won't let you move over or won't let you merge. And, you know, so I don't want to have one of those Christian emblems on my car when I think I might react poorly. Um, <laughs> maybe if I did have one, that would be even more incentive for me to make sure I don't do that. But if that's what they're saying here. I have to remember not to react in a rash manner so that I won't disappoint people in their opinions of me. And uh, folks in the chat room say they felt exactly the same way at times about getting cut off in the car. And uh, you don't want to have that bad Christian witness uh, out there for all to see. Let's, uh, let me give you a little bit of uh, information here that I think is interesting because that ties in with this, this particular episode. This is noteworthy. In Leviticus 16, 21 through 22, it says this. He said, he is to lay both hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all of their sins, and put them on the goat's head. He shall send the goat away into the wilderness in the care of someone appointed to the task. The goat will carry on itself all their sins to a remote place, and the man shall release it into the wilderness. That's in Leviticus 16, 21 through 22. And this is what I was wanting to share about it. The original meaning of scapegoat was not escaped goat. The goat was allowed to escape with its life. The accepted modern meaning of someone who is punished for the wrongs of others is where this comes from. You know, who do we try to make a scapegoat? So in this case, there's Jimmy doing what goats do. Doing, you know, goats eat. And my goodness, if you let a goat loose, loose in your yard, he'll eat everything in your yard. The flowers, the tree, the side of the house, anything it can eat, it'll eat. Who do we make scapegoats? In other words, who do we blame for things like that? Do we, do we blame uh, the goat for being a goat? Or is it up to us, maybe as Christians, to help the help people that are doing things they shouldn't be doing, listening to the music, panicking, trying to force solutions? Shouldn't we as Christians be able to help lead these folks to not act like the goat, to not be the one who's going to be let out of town? I just think that's something we need to keep in mind as we go forward because we've got the answers. There's people that are not Christians. They don't have that answer. They're out there searching to things to try to make themselves feel good, feel better, and they just don't have the answers that we have. As Christians, we have those answers, and we have an ability to call on godly counsel, to call on the Lord, and to get the answers so that we can move forward. One of our guests in the chat room says, Alan, was Jesus a form of scapegoat to take all of our sins away from us? Yeah, I think that's exactly what this is talking about. Jesus took all those sins, all those things that we did wrong, and he took them all away from us. So we need to be careful when we're judging those around us that are doing things they shouldn't be doing because we got an advantage. Jesus did that exact thing. He became the scapegoat for us. He became the sacrifice for us so that we would have victory over this and we need to be i think i need to be more loving toward those people who cut us off in their car who do things to us or around us that hurt us 
we need to be reaching out to those people. Those are the people. Jesus came and died for them, the scapegoat. He came to die for them just like he did us. And when we know how much he loved us, we, shouldn't we try you know, to love those people the same way? Hey, I'm, I'm talking to me here, but hopefully that'll challenge you just a little bit. We got here, uh, somebody said, I've often wondered why the shed wasn't locked. It had explosive in it, after all. Well, that's true. It, it wasn't locked. We can blame those around us for why the shed wasn't locked, why things didn't happen, why something went wrong. Or we can just do all we can to, to fix things like that. It says, then we get upset when they act in such ways. Yeah, that's right. People act in a way. Uh, goats act like goats. People act like people. People make mistakes, and we get so angry and upset with them. Okay, so if anybody doesn't have anything that's out there, uh, we appreciate all the comments we've gotten in the chat room. That was good. I was able to read off comments from people, and that is wonderful. I'd love to hear your voice, so if you call in, I'd love to hear you tell stories. But i got a final thought for you as we go forward. It's Barney, and Barney says, that's right, nothing to worry about. No sense getting in a panic. Just stay calm and cool. Then he heard the explosion in the distance, and he goes, there he goes. <laughs> and there's us. What, are we, what do we do? We try to grab hold of those promises God's made us and say, that's right, nothing to worry about, no sense getting worried. Just stay calm, trust in God. And then something happens, boom, there he goes. There we are, and we lose it. You know, I think that's something we need to guard against. So, folks, hey, I want to thank you so much for coming and being a part of the Mayberry Bible Study. And we'll be doing this again. We're going to be doing uh, 16 episodes. So we got about 14 left, I suppose. And we'll be doing those in the coming weeks. And I just want to thank you all for coming. And we'll see you guys next time on the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. Bye, folks. Oh, place is so dear to my childhood and the little brown church in the bay.